1: different sound this is Homoground. my name is maya mcdonald and today we're airing my conversation with composer and producer emily wells all about her current approach to live shows her new album this world is too blank for you her current state of mind and evolving creative process i caught up with emily by phone earlier this spring while she was in belgium hello hey emily Hey. So you're in Bruges, you've got some shows in France, right, next week, and then you're kind of back to the States? Yes, exactly. You have this new record, um, which is crazy beautiful, and sounds like it has kind of an interesting story. Um, This was a commission from a couple years back?
2: Yeah, I mean, the songwriting started as a commission, uh, more for a live performance experience, Although I definitely went into it knowing that um, it was that time to be writing a new record. So I kind of left out because I was able to sort of write a new record and write the commission at the same time.
1: You had some a collaborator or someone who did, did the chamber side of this? Yeah, I?
2: yeah, exactly. So this um, incredible composer and like, virtuosic violinist, Name, Michiwenko, did um, the chamber ensemble arrangements. You know, we kind of, like, would send things back and forth. um, Like, I'd make these (laughs) these (laughs) demos, I guess you could say, with, like, synths and vocoders and beats and some violin, and then send those to her, and then she would interpret that uh, for completely different... Um, yeah, Sonic Reality, and um, and she was she's just so brilliant and completely elevated these songs in like mind blowing dream kind of ways. So
1: that sounds like a really cool translation. Um, you so you, yeah. you sent her like all your like sampley stuff, and sh- she turned it into this chamber music.
2: We had like written parts. And then I had to sort of decide what I wanted to be removed of the synths and electronics and what I wanted to, how I wanted to treat the strings after, you know, eventually those got recorded. And, um, yeah, so yeah, was the process. And, you know, I had been for years just recording strings mostly by myself, occasionally with, um. This cellist that I'm on the road with right now named Dopu Leo, who is wonderful. And um, this was really different because we just went into a studio with Metropolis Ensemble and one day recorded all this chamber, all the chamber arrangements. So then I had all this raw material to work with, which is like a producer's dream because you just like, you can... It's like almost like a uh, an embarrassment of riches, you know. You're just like, what can I, you know? How am I? And then you have to kind of hammer away at the edges and and kill certain darlings, and um, uh, yeah, see what what you got on the other side.
1: I love that stage. It can be a little bit um, daunting sometimes when there's like. 60 tracks of things that you thought might be a good idea. (laughs) 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 Um, But, uh, what kind of like, do you have a process for that editing phase?
2: I definitely have some processes which usually involve muting, you know, there's a lot of muting and, and seeing how much you can take away and maintain the essence, um, I have a friend, uh producer named Jacob Plassey, who I, you know, if I were a writer, I feel like he would be, like, my lifelong editor, um, and it's such a great relationship um, to have with someone because we trust each other, we know how to fight, you know, we know how to, like... <laughs> That's important. Uh, it's very important. Um, we started working together on, on my last full-length record premise, and I feel like I'll never... I never want to make another record without at least um, some kind of interaction with him um, uh, at, at the at the minimum, you know, we, so we'll kind of, you know, I'll get it to a certain place and then take it into a, a room with him and we start discussing what's necessary and what else can go and what doesn't make sense. And, you know, I think For me, and I'm sure a lot of people share this. When you're making something, you understand it it, like completely, and you understand all of its subtleties. But that doesn't always translate to fresh ears. So he's able to say, "I didn't. I I didn't even know that that was happening." Like, if you want that to be heard, you have to rid yourself of something else. You know. So it's great uh, to have someone who can just honestly kind of shuffle through fight their way through the uh the brambles.
1: I read your artist statement and um I too am interested in the sort of ways that performance and recordings kind of influence each other back and forth. Um mm-hmm. uh how did you go about putting together your live show for this record?
2: There's multiple arrangements. I, you know, it kind of because I can't tour with chamber ensemble, I am forced to uh have like a broader imagination I suppose <laughs> um, which is kind of the story of my life you know just sort of like pushing against limitations and um creating arrangements for solo creating like right now I'm touring with dopu the cellist as I mentioned and um we kind of took elements from like his his score is pretty pretty great it's like there's cello and then we've literally cut and paste bits from say the French horn part or bits from the bass part. Um, and then scribblings of different notes, you know, like he's, he's, he's wearing a lot of, of uh, different costumes, I guess you could say, cause he has like a, a more electronic rig through his, uh, cello. Um, so he's able to create these soundscapes. He does some sampling. he, yeah, he's just, like, such a master of, of that. So, um, it, it, you know, it, it extends what the record does. And, of course, we have to say, okay, we can't do that thing that a chamber ensemble can do, so, like, we shouldn't try. We should just try to do something else and evoke, evoke something emotionally or sonically that uh, is as good you know that's mm-hmm. always the, the goal, um, but yeah, you know I'm doing some shows out um, out west with uh, just me and this like incredible drummer composer Shana Dunkelman, and that'll be like a different thing, you know. Yeah. So um, and then you know we're doing some some big chamber ensemble shows as well. It's just those are um, you know fewer and further between and sort of based on. Budget and size, and all
1: that stuff. Sure. It must be nice to pepper those in once in a while, though, to feel because nothing quite compares to that feeling from oh, a performer's gosh. standpoint, anyway.
3: Totally. <laughs>
4: Thank you.
1: You're a multi-instrumentalist and a producer and a singer and a songwriter. Uh, I find it like really exciting to wear all those hats, but also it can be a little bit like distracting for me and hard to focus. How do you focus?
2: I guess you kind of have to compartmentalize the processes. So when I was writing the record, for instance, I and when I'm I've written any records, but I find that my process hones over the years. I go into a kind of a different kind of selfhood, I would say. And I allow myself to go into that. And I really limit any performances, you know, which is a bit of a luxury. You kind of have to uh, get really scrappy and frugal and you yeah. know, just tour your ass off and then um, try to make room for yourself to, be, you know, be a maker and not a menstrual and, uh, you know I engage a lot with literature during this period um and and poetry and and some even I'm really interested in like uh, the mind and how the mind works and you know all of these things are all connected right so um and all of that can if you are open become part of the songs as well so um so, yeah, I just try to be that self um, and try to write songs almost simply, especially this, this record. I I forced myself that uh, I, I had to pass the Casio test. Um, I don't have, like, a, a proper piano in my studio. So if I could, like, play it on this, like, you know, old Casio keyboard and sing along with it, and and it still was emotional and still was a good song quote unquote <laughs> then uh it passed and otherwise it was out you know so that and that helps me not get too caught in the you know cuz you have some nights where you're working on things and you start to dabble into the production side of it which is really fun and can be like a great release um but um I still had to step away um, at the end of, of each song, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, right. Then, then you know, you move into recording mode, then you remo- move into editor mode, then you move into, like, insane person mode <laughs> who is, like, actually making the final decisions. And then, then you move into, like, a, an intern at your label trying to, like make it work you know you're just like, yeah <laughs> uh yeah so so it's um at least that's my life so you know um my favorite part though i think is is the the writing part i feel most myself though it can be the most terrifying um on an existential level like anyway
4: Same.
0: Hey, hey, Scantron here to let you know about HomoGround's pledge drive. Help keep the HomoGround podcast running by making a pledge at patreon.com slash homoground. Pledging $10 gets you a limited edition HomoGround membership card, plus HomoGround stickers, access to top secret content, and our private Facebook group. Shoutouts go to our current Patreon supporters, Chris Lane, Michael Bacon of Mixtape.LGBT, an LGBTQ arts and culture zine, Kale Chips, Critical Explorers of Future Societies, Andy G, Ashley Amon, Corey, Katie Frank, Brian Shields, D. Willard Joyce, Joseph Martin, Kim Baglieri, Lulu, Jordan La Liaison, Queer Public, Lucenti and Adriana Martinez. If you want your name shouted out on an episode, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com/homoground.
1: Part of this record has to do with the natural world, right? And our relationship yeah. to that. Uh what a vexing moment we're in. Mm-hmm. What is it like tackling these issues in 2017 18
2: 19 it's really sorrowful and at times it's also like rage inducing and you know uh, uh, it's it's weird and it's also sometimes you're kind of like why i need to just like go and uh commit my life to something else you know
1: I'm caught in this like narcissistic, like weird artist life. Like, what am I good? Am I doing for any people? It felt selfish to me for a second.
2: Yeah, and I mean, living in the Western world and participating in it is often selfish. I mean, that's just it's it's built that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, it 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 does. And, <laughs> It doesn't mean I'm judging that. I certainly judge myself pretty harshly on that. Um, but you know what I mean. It's <laughs> yeah. just like it's you no, know, you you know, you were kind of we're in this this thing um, that is is really built around the self and comfort and um, and you know all, all the catchings of of participating in this world. So, yeah. Art, ideally, art is a way out of that, right? Yeah. But um, the problem is, is that, like, art and capitalism have become, like, so deeply entwined that there's, like, this hideous bog that you can find yourself in when you're just trying to, like, move outside of, of the thing, of the true purpose of art, right? So...
1: Do you like being on tour? Do you, like I like to think when I'm away, it's good for that for me. What do you get out of it?
2: Yeah, I mean, tour is such a roll a roller coaster, you know. I and every I, I always say you live twice as much life on tour, you know, and you have to be hyper present, which I really like. Um, and I try to to live that way all the time um but of course uh you know hyper present and interacting with people every day is uh exhausting um yeah (laughs) but uh what I love the most about it is that that you know hour and 20 minutes or whatever you get on stage every night um when you, you know you're really flying and and The audience is flying with you, I mean, fuck, that's why we do it, you know?
1: Do you journal or anything while you're out?
2: uh yeah, um Dopu is like a like religious about his journal, and I sense in him a kind of stabilizing effect that it has, so he's rubbing off on me a little. In fact, we went to this uh art supply store and he bought me a very nice pen with the wish that I write. Uh, a lot with it so oh,
1: wow. um, <laughs> i'm glad i, <laughs> I have, asked
2: <laughs> <laughs> i have been writing um yeah a fair amount and um i find that I, like right now i'm reading this book called the lonely city i just want to read the name of the author uh it's olivia lang i think is how you say it l-a-i-n-g and it's um it's been such a companion, so I find myself, you know, transcribing passages into my journal from this book more than generating new ideas, uh, which is fine. I don't need to be generating anything right now. It's okay. Um. <laughs> Do you listen to music on the road? We yeah, we we listen especially in the car, um, and Dopo and I both like um, West African, like jazz and stuff like that we're pretty good companions in this way
1: like the old-timey stuff
2: uh yeah like ethiopiques or i mean like new stuff too but i find that we we're kind of returning to that somewhat but yeah definitely definitely listen um in the car although we were listening we sometimes go into like a pit of like american politics uh which is dangerous oh no yeah
1: I've never done a European tour. Is the hospitality different than here in the States?
2: Uh, Yes, extremely different. Um, It's quite, it varies. You know, in France, I actually love this. There's this kind of communal thing where all, like no matter how many bands are on the bill, no matter how many people are working in the the club, whether it be the sound engineer, the promoter, we all uh, work together and then we all eat together. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's a very sort of sweet way of enjoying and getting to know each other. Um, whereas in America, it's like, here's your $10 buyout, like, good luck, you know um so (laughs) that's nice so when you're on
1: stage you're like hey lighting person I loved that dinner conversation that we had yeah yeah
2: it feels a nice camaraderie I find in Switzerland they're really into like taking you out to a really nice restaurant and like kind of like whining and dining you um that works yeah which is which is can be really fun although you know before a show you don't necessarily want to go eat like a giant like plate of pasta and like have to chat so, you know,
1: it's... I see your point. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like kind of more like a small meal alone in the corner somewhere, please. <laughs> um, I completely forgot to ask you about your video projections and uh, the relationship of what's happening on that screen to what you're, the sounds you're making. Uh, yeah. I know that's a big topic, but before we go, I just wanted to touch on it.
2: So I started um, dabbling in, in this a few years ago, and now it's become such an important part of my process and uh also i think an important part of the uh experience of of the performance um and it kind of i had this like minor obsession with pina bausch and was like projecting this declage decursor in this uh the complaint of an empress it translates to this this movie that she made which is like Difficult to find, but search it uh, if you can on, on online. It's really remarkable, but don't like sit down expecting like a linear experience. Um, and it's, you know, it's contemporary dance-ish, but it's surrealism and, you know, what you'd expect from her, I guess. And um, so then it kind of morphed into like this collage for lack of a better word, of uh, found footage of contemporary dance, yes, but uh, a few films like um, the color of pomegranates. And then um, there's a lot of found footage of like uh, the melting ice caps or various hurricanes. Um, and I cut them so like they kind of move like the, like the palm trees, for instance, might be moving in a similar way as, uh, You know, Rudolf Nureyev, like, would move or something. You know what I mean? So, so we are kind of like moving through this these sort of spectacular bodies, um, and um, there's a companionship that I also have because you know I have to play solo a lot as well. So that kind of brings like friends onto this stage with me, (laughs) Um, and then I. More recently, I've been adding in footage from ACT UP, um, which for anybody who doesn't know what that is, um, they formed like in the 80s in New York to fight AIDS and the AIDS crisis and really made remarkable strides, did things, I mean, through direct action, through uh, forcing legislation. I mean, like AIDS and HIV uh, management, wouldn't be where it is now without them I mean it's just was really really just forced people to look at it and they were super creative and funny sometimes and uh just just profound um provocative movement of people fighting um together and uh anyway so I have also injected uh, quite a bit of this footage as well into these things because I'm really interested in uh, this that movement and like how does that relate to our current crisis climate crisis right now and what can we learn from them because you know it's so tied to science and so tied to a government uh, around the world who refuses to get with the program you know so um so like how can we learn and force that hand um so anyway, that's what some that's what uh the projections are exploring. And a lot of the, the dancers, um uh Nureyev is in there a lot. He he died of the disease, and so you know, I'm I'm really interested in in that in that relationship. But like his body was so beautiful and profoundly strong and graceful and you know. It was eventually just like ravaged so like how does that relate to our planet and yeah it's a big question so i'm sorry i know we're at the end but i had to had to say it all (laughs)
1: i'm i'm so glad that you did um and feel thankful to you for using your stage time in that particular way Mm. i will let you get on to dinner in bruges and i'm really so grateful for the chat so thanks emily
2: Thank you, Maya. It's really a pleasure and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon, I hope.
4: desert Pena
1: Many thanks to Emily Wells for her time and her
3: music, of course. This is Homo Ground. My name is Maya McDonald.